Fight! Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, so I figured for this UFC talk, our top three most anticipated fights, we should go in like reverse order. It's still top three, but we'll start at number three. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll go first. Okay, so for my fight, I'm picking Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum. Okay. Both of them always throw down. Kelvin Gastelum gave Israel Adesanya his hardest fight. That was my favorite love, fight. Right, and I just love his boxing style, and he's just tough, and he's good at everything. He's got a huge head. He's got, like, that Mexican just, like, fighting spirit. And then he's going against Robert Whitaker, who's just a monster. So Robert Whitaker fought Yoel Romero twice. Who else did Robert Whitaker recently face? Yeah, he, he uh, beat Jared Cannonier, And then before that was the loss to Izzy. Okay. And then, no, he also beat Darren Till, right? And, and so one of the press people asked Robert Whitaker, they're like, how does it feel like going against all of these, like, monsters, you know? Like, and then Robert Whitaker goes like, I know I'm like a nice guy, but the thing you don't understand is I'm also a monster. I just thought that was like the coolest quote because he is like so humble, but then you forget that he's a scary dude. And so, yeah, that's definitely uh, one of my most anticipated fights coming up. Yep, that's going to be a great fight. So that's my number three. It is. I'm very What's excited for that. Three? Okay. All right. Go to number two. I made it my number two just because it's a title fight and it's now going to start. Uh, putting everything into motion now that Khabib is gone. And that is Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Uh, Michael Chandler, I kind of had a little disrespect for him because he was coming from uh, Bellator. Bellator, right? These are sometimes like the top of the top. They're all amazing. And so once he knocked out, uh, who did he just knock out? I'm drawing blanks here. Chandler, Dan Hooker. Yeah, Dan Hooker. And Dan Hooker's been in wars with, like, Dustin Poirier and Barbosa. Like, he rarely gets, like, knocked out early. Also trains with Volkanovski and Izzy, both champions. Yep, New Zealand uh, is crushing it. And so what Chandler did to Hooker was incredible. And what Oliveira did to Tony Ferguson was also incredible. Right. And so I think uh, this is going to be, like, an interesting stylistic match as well. Charles Oliveira has incredible jujitsu. I believe he has mm-hmm. the most submissions in UFC history, Yep. but he can also strike and yep. he's fast and he's quick, but Mike Chandler is like iron. Mike Chandler, he calls himself has incredible power and great wrestling. So can Oliver even take it to the ground? It's going to be, if that's going to be an exciting fight. And then that just sets everything up. Winner will probably face uh, the winner of Poirier and McGregor. Right. So I think that's going to be uh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I, I love that fight. I, I also love the the styles. It's such contrasting styles because you have mm-hmm. like the longer and lanky Oliveira and the shorter, more dense Michael Chandler. And yet like they're both good on the floor, but opposite regards, you know, Chandler's like top pressure heavy. Oliveira is from the bottom and artful with submissions. It's like they contrast each other no matter where it is. And so I love that. Yeah. And for those of you that are listening, if you want to see like one of the grossest, almost grossest moments in UFC history, watch Oliveira fight Tony Ferguson. And Tony Ferguson has amazing jujitsu, black belt under 10th planet, Eddie Bravo. And Oliveira 
almost like rips his arm off with like one of the most brutal arm bars I've ever seen in the UFC. Yeah, Tony Ferguson's one of those never say die guys though, dude. Like that dude, that dude is more likely to break his arm than tap. I know, and I wanted the ref to stop the fight partner because I was like, he's not gonna tap. I was like, this is so brutal. And then and then Ferguson got out. And it kind of also shows you that Oliveira is a scary dude too. Like he was trying to break Ferguson's arm, like, mm-hmm. and he has that ability to like just just injure people, hurt people. He's tough, quick. So it's gonna be like a good fight to watch. Yeah. All right. So what's your number one? Okay. You sure you don't want to do your two? And then we'll just do our one and one. Um, I kind of want to wait to tell you this one, though, because I feel like it'll be a really good long conversation at the end. Okay, fair, fair. All right. So I'll I'll run through my three and two. All right. So my third most anticipated announced fight thus far is Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Mm, I'm excited for that, actually. I love it. I think both guys have great stand up. They have great ground game. These are both tough guys. Um, I want to see if Nate Diaz is still at the top or not. Uh, with a win over Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz is right back into like title contender contention. Like that's awesome. If Leon Edwards wins, then it's like, all right, he's definitely like the guy. I'm a big Nate Diaz fan. It always draws me in. I'll always watch that guy. Uh, yeah, that that's really enticing to me. How do you feel about people though that say, and I love Nate Diaz too, uh-huh. like yourself. What do you say about the people that say that Nate Diaz is just, it's all show right now. He's really not that good. He got crushed by Masvidal. Like Nate's like one of those people that doesn't have the best record. You know, he's like, right. So yeah, it's all about what have you done for me lately? For sure. I mean, this guy does have a win over McGregor. He has a lot. He's good. Yes. He lost to Masvidal, but like people like, Oh, he's got no shot against a guy like Masvidal. I don't know. Like if you found Nate Diaz on the bottom of Masvidal, you don't think Nate Diaz has a chance to sub him. Like, I don't think the fight always goes the way it did. Like, make no mistake, Masvidal's better, and he beat him handily. But I'm just saying that, like, Nate Diaz has more tools to win than Masvidal does. Okay, but you're also stipulating already that Masvidal's on top, so he's kind of already Correct. winning. And, and let me give you the odds right now okay. for Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards. Nate's a huge underdog. Yeah. Leon Edwards is minus 310. So the internet... Yeah. And Vegas feel like Nate is gone past his prime. You think he has? I personally think he does have a shot against Leon Edwards. Like, I don't think Leon Edwards is so incredibly special. I do think he's special. So here's the thing. Like, this is one of those matchups where, like, whoever wins, I still think it's a big deal. Like, Leon Edwards has been on the shelf for a while. He just came off that eye poke. That sucks. And Leon Edwards, I feel like, is always putting his foot in his mouth. But if I'm just looking at Leon Edwards, the fighter, he's freaking good, dude. That that dude has a lot of tools to win. I feel like because Nate Diaz is not an easy guy to finish, right? If you no. finish Nate Diaz, you basically made a career, right? Like Masvidal finished Nate Diaz. That was huge, right? McGregor didn't finish him, but like got a win. Like beating Nate Diaz is always going to be a benchmark. So let me give you an interesting statistic. They said five out of the last six people to beat Nate Diaz got a title shot. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, it's a huge implication either way. Uh, I think just that that it looks to be an exciting fight. There's never a Nate Diaz fight that isn't exciting to watch, even if he's getting wrecked. Like, it, it's awesome. Yeah, I love Nate. All, All right, right, so 
That's my non-title fight. You picked a non-title fight too. Believe it or not, my next one is also a non-title fight. It's McGregor versus Poirier at number two. Okay, nice. Yes, the first one was huge. The second one was big too. And not many people are really asking for the third. But again, much like Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards, McGregor and Poirier has such big implications too. And plus, I'm always going to be in tune with one of their fights. And this is the rubber match. Like winning this one makes you definitively better than the other. (laughs) Right? So if Poirier wins, then he is the dude. He's going to be champion or you know, he's getting the title shot or whatever. If McGregor wins, then you have McGregor mania again. So it is going to be a huge fight still. Does McGregor rebound? Is he done? You know, it's kind of the same questions with Nate Diaz, right? If you have Nate and McGregor winning, then you have that potential rematch down the line too. Like there's just so much in it. It's like, are McGregor and Nate Diaz still in this? Are they still at the top or not? And those are huge questions to me, better than a title. Yeah, and even if they're not at the top, they are somewhat the funnest to watch and they put on wars and uh, just like hearing their Twitter battles, like it's hilarious. I feel like they respect each other a little and hate each other at the same time. And they both made a lot of money off of each other. As the fight gets closer, Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards are definitely going to be talking smack to each other. But I think McGregor and Poirier is going to go much like the same, like last time they're not going to talk shit to each other, but should McGregor and Diaz win, then you know that feud's going to be starting up on fire again, too. Mm-hmm. Then that becomes the next fight. So right. uh, just so people know, the Nate Diaz-Leon Edwards fight, that's going to be UFC 262, I think, May 15th. Yeah, not too far. Right, and then McGregor Poirier is going to be a little bit further out in July. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, all right, do you want to do your first? Okay, my most anticipated fight uh, and I don't think people are really talking about this, and I don't know why not, is Figueredo versus Moreno rematch. Okay. Yeah, uh, that first fight was not only like fight of the year to me, but again, one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Like I would put it in my top 10. It might even break my top five fights of all time. Super close. Why wouldn't I want to see that again? That's got fireworks written all over it it's for the title. Yeah, uh, I'm all over that fight. Yeah, I became a fan of Davidson Figueredo once I heard his story. I was like a hairdresser and did like a little bit of everything, you know, like this jack mm-hmm. of all trades, uh, Evan Tanner-ish, and then just uh, became a bigger star than even Cejudo was maybe at 125. Yeah. And just like has this unique, exciting style, knocking people out. Yeah, that was a great fight. So, all right, that's a, that's a good one. Who do you have winning in the rematch? Oh, man. I still want to give it to Figueredo, but to me, again, it doesn't even matter who wins. That fight is going to be electric. Okay. All right. I just, I think, I just think it's a, a hard sell and maybe it's not being promoted as much because Figueredo doesn't speak English. Yeah. And plus 125 still isn't as popular, but I think once it, but once it comes closer to the fight week, I think uh, it'll start getting a little bit louder. There's a lot of other fights that are happening soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think s- soon you'll hear more of the Figueredo. I think he, his hype will come back. I think the people that love the sport really love him. Okay. All right. So what's your number one pick? All right. My number one pick is a little bit different and I'm mm-hmm. kind of upset that this is the thing I'm looking forward to most, but it definitely is the thing I'm looking forward to most. Okay. It's, it's Ben Aspirin fighting Jake Paul in uh, a boxing match. 
<laughs> I don't care what anybody says, even though it is somewhat of a sideshow, it's still a fight, right? And we like love talking about fights and I'm intrigued. Ben yeah. Askren has to have the worst striking in mixed martial arts. Like, Easily. but he's just an incredible wrestler, right? They said probably one of the top 20 collegiate wrestlers ever. Mm-hmm. You know, just missed out on the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's his biggest regret, but was a champion in multiple organizations. And you have Jake Paul, who just represents the world today, which is like a little bit materialistic and shallow and somewhat stupid, like this YouTube culture. And we all love to hate him. And I'm and I'm falling for that trap because I'm excited to watch this fight because I kind of just hate him for no reason. But I do think it's intriguing because Jake Paul is a pretty big dude. He has some experience wrestling. He's an athlete. Right. Obviously, nowhere compared uh, compared to Ben Askren, but it mm. looks like he has decent striking on camera. Yeah. And even on camera, Ben Askren doesn't look like he has nice striking. But Ben Askren has been in the ring with incredible strikers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking Chael Sonnen's kind of viewpoint on this, which is like this. He's going to just turn it into a competition. And Jake Paul doesn't have experience in competition. And I kind of want to see. Ben Askren, see if he could just really dominate Jake Paul. That'd be exciting. And if he okay. lost, that'd be tragic. I'll make it known right away. I did not mean to insinuate that I'm not going to watch that fight. I am also excited for that fight and <laughs> going to watch the hell out of that for sure. <laughs> All right. But, How do you think it plays out? Yeah. Oh, I think Jake knocks him out. No way. Yeah, no problem. You really believe Jake is going to knock him out? Yeah, so this is where people get into, like, too much about the personalities and stuff, and that doesn't matter. Like, I've never, I mean, you know me, like, I don't, who I want to win the fight does not mean I'm going to bet on that person. Chances are, if I think the other guy's going to win, I'm betting on that person and still rooting on the other guy. So um, why are you betting on Jake? Because Jake's a good boxer, and Askren is not. And I know people like to, like, find these things, like, I mean, uh, but Ben has been in the cage with some of the world's best strikers. yeah. But they couldn't implement a complete striking game because they have to still think about Ben's grappling game. That changes their striking. You're not getting the best striking out of the best strikers either. Yeah, so I believe Let's not say that Ben has had much time on his feet in any of his fights. He's been able to take it to the ground and impose his game. Most of his fights, he's on the floor within like the first 30 seconds to a minute. So it's not like he's weathered like these huge storms. And he's older and he's more injured. And uh, to be honest, like people like to like hate on Jake Paul, but this guy's a self-made guy, you know, like, and his boxing, people like to clown on him and stuff like, oh, we beat neighbor. He looks good. When people are like, oh, he's not a real pro. I'm going to tell you, yeah, he is. He looks that good. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a champion in boxing or anything yet, but that dude can beat anyone talking shit about him. All right. So I, I, I do think that he is legitimate. I do think that he's going to beat Ben. The only way I see Ben taking that is if he can last a few rounds where Jake gets tired because we haven't seen how long Jake could go. That's 100% is what's going to happen. And the same way Ben Askren would implement game plans where the strikers couldn't utilize it, he's going to do the same thing here. He's not going to be able to take Jake down but he's definitely going to grab. So how does he nullify the striking then? Like he has to tie him up. I just think that Ben will get tagged too many times before he can take it into those later rounds and that he'll be dropped before that. 
I see, but that's the thing. Ben hasn't really been dropped, and he kind of even took Robbie Lawler's shots that would have murdered anybody. Like, I don't see how. I wouldn't Jake exactly Paul... say he was taking his shots. No, they were definitely he, messing him up. Definitely messing. But I'm saying he didn't get knocked out. Like he I mean, was Masvidal still able to sent him to the moon. Okay, Masvidal. Yeah, with a knee. That was and that was a once in a lifetime move. I just don't. I mean, that, Jake, that could also Jake be a, Paul beat Nate Robinson. Like he right. beat. Okay, like but a, if you look at training, like if you're looking at how they're training right now, if you're looking at like their bag work, their sparring, you can go find videos of Jake Paul sparring, and he looks good. And you can find videos of Ben Askren sparring right now, and he looks awesome. <laughs> But it's about implementing it. Some people do really well in batting practice and cannot hit when the game starts. And I just feel like it's easy to look. And first of all, Jake Paul knows how to look good. His whole life is on YouTube. So nah, like, but this you is edit sparring. things properly. This is sparring. Like, what I mean look good is like he's stepping with his jab. His head is off the line. Then he slips to the other side. He's getting his angles. He's hitting the body, the head. He's got his guy on the ropes. Like, this guy understands boxing for real. Ben Askren doesn't know where his hands go. No, but Ben Askren understands striking. I mean, he trains with Duke Rufus, and he's brought mm-hmm. some people in. Like, he he gets striking. He just never cared to get good at it. But I Look, feel if like you're, this... if you're asking me who I want to win, sure, I'm going to say Ben, you know? Like, he was a great MMA fighter. I think Ben is hilarious. I think he's one of the best trash talkers in the game. He's got a big head, a good chin. But again, I just look at it from what I see in terms of technique and fighting, and Jake Paul looks better. Yeah. If Jake Paul wins, that's going to look – Dana White was going to bet a million dollars on Ben Askren. And Dana yeah, White kind of dislikes Ben Askren, it seems well, like. Dana White's also been known to bet and lose, so uh, – Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I don't know. To have that much con- – I don't – I think Jake Paul's going to get tired. There's no way he's been in with like a real athlete in a real competition like this. Like I think he knocked out Ben Askren in two rounds. I'll take however much you want on that. <laughs> All right, we'll look at we'll look at what the odds are for Jake Paul knocking him out in two rounds, and I'll just get those. Oh my god, two rounds! You really that would I know I feel more- look look. I have guilt saying that because, again, I like Ben Askren. I also think Jake Paul's really obnoxious with this promotion for the fight. And maybe he's playing that role. Maybe he's not. But I love how Ben Askren is basically responding to everything. And I want Ben Askren to win. He, he put up that Rocky Four montage training video, which I thought was so funny. Dude, I like Ben Askren. I think he's so unique, too, in that, like, he's an all-around grappler that was still relevant this late into MMA, mm-hmm. right? He gave himself a black belt. Did you know that in jujitsu? Yep. He gave himself but, but a black belt else. and was like, oh, if you don't think I'm a black belt, come beat me. And guess what? Yeah. No one can really beat him. He's that good. So good. But again, that's where you're good at. And that's it. You're not talking about that Ben Askren that's stepping into the boxing ring. You're stepping into what happened versus Masvidal when he got hit versus Lawler. Look at any time Ben has been on his feet and exchanging punches. That's the Askren that's fighting Jake Paul, not any other version of it. But this is similar to, remember we were talking about like Olympians, like running and sprinting, sure. and we should, we should have one regular person that's still fast, yes. try to run the sprint with them, and then you just oh, realize, okay. so like, you're I think that's Jake what Paul's... it is with Ben Askren. I mean, his striking is terrible, but compared to the average person in the world, it's got to be pretty good. It's just so much worse compared to... You know, like these other amazing strike. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I, I think Jake Paul is a great athlete. Yeah. He Look, bought, it's not fought. what people, it's not what people want to hear. This is why when people are like, oh, you like Floyd Mayweather, he's your favorite boxer, but he does this, he does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the boxer. You know what I mean? Like I just don't get caught in the, those those traps of like who they are as a person and who they are as I get what you're saying, but he's yeah. fought two YouTubers, a retired basketball player. Right. And but, now but, a former oh, so, so you're gonna knock so you're gonna knock the the Kansas City Chiefs when they beat the Jets. They're like, oh, but they only beat the Jets. Right. And they did their job beating the Jets. Do you, like, I'm what saying more I do you, can fight those YouTubers. They can only beat their competitors, right? Like, so how could you hold that against them too? No, they look good while doing it. Yeah, but it's easier to look good against shit competition. Uh, I, I like think Paul has what it takes. I, I, I think Ben Askren is pretty bad. <laughs> no, Ben Askren has the worst striking in all of mixed martial arts. There you I go. Just now believe- you just think he's going to beat someone. It's what people say about college football when they go, oh, Alabama can beat an NFL team. Like, no, they can't. Like, even though they're the best college team that is there, like everyone in the NFL was good enough to get out of college, you know? And that's not the case with any team, even in, even Alabama. Okay, but that, that's a bad, that's that a bad analogy. And I'll tell you why. why. Because if you're comparing a college team to an NFL team, right? An NFL team is comprised of the best people that were in college, right? Exactly. Even, where like there's, there's holes on the college team that will get exposed. Like your weakest point gets exposed the most in the game, right? Because it's a conglomerate of positions. If you look at MMA, it's a conglomerate of styles, right? Stand up, groundwork. And I would look at Ben Askren as his biggest hole is Jake Paul's biggest strength. Yeah. So he, that's why he wins to me, right? That's a good point. I just feel like, yeah, the worst MMA striker. Yeah, you want to say the know. worst MMA striker is still a good striker. And I'll say, yeah, too. You're right. But I'm also going to say that Jake Paul's better than that. And that's what people don't want to give. They're like, oh, he just beat up Nate Robinson. Well, yeah, but he can beat up more than that. I'm pretty sold on it. All right. This is going to be an exciting match. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you. that's your most exciting match. That's funny. It is exciting. And I think a bunch of people are going to tune in. And um, I'm like thrilled about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some also other weird fights. That, I mean, I'm going to tune into like almost any fight. But I also think that um, the mountain uh, Thor versus uh, Eddie Hall in a boxing match. I think that's really funny. And I'll watch that too. Even That's happening? Gonna... Who's Eddie yeah, Hall? Yeah, that's happening. That's going to be ugly as hell. Eddie Hall is like a strong man. Yeah. Even when people that aren't traditionally boxers come in, I'll watch a fight. Yeah, that's intriguing too. You're taking the two strongest men in the entire world and making them fight. But it'll be fun. I would love to see like John Jones or like Stipe, like, you know, just like one of the heavyweights fight one of these dudes. That's oh, like that's... an crazy strong man. That'd be fun to watch. I mean, did you see recently? I think it was, was it Thor versus Dustin Poirier recently? Yeah. There, yeah. Go to Dustin Poirier's uh, Instagram guys. He was just like fucking around and wrestling with uh, one of the world's strongest men. Mm-hmm. And he looked like a baby next to him. And he's, you know, jumping on his back and choking him out. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to see but that in a real fight. You know, Me the too, guy man. goes I mean, berserker Japan mode. used to do that type of stuff all the time. I miss that. I know. I miss, I miss a little bit of like, they called it circus fights, but like, that's what you want to see. Like, 
I would love to see, yeah, John Jones, Robert Whitaker, like a middleweight versus one of these like 280 pound behemoths. Like, you know, like it's funny because we know exactly how it'll go, but I still got to see it. I ha- yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> there's still a part of me that's like, no, this guy, if he fucking hits him, it's going to end it. Like, and that can happen. Yep. You know? Yep. So, but it's like, I want to see that work out and like do yep. this. Like, yeah, you have to see it, you have to prove it. And anything could happen in a fight. That's what makes it so exciting. But yeah. Yeah. without training, the person would never have a shot. And yeah. with training, everything becomes possible. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I, I like this discussion. There are a lot of great fights to look forward to. I did not expect the Ben Askren, Jake Paul. I was like just in my MMA mindset, but that is a great pick. Yeah, everybody. They're happening on uh, Robert Whitaker and... Uh, Kevin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum is next week. And then April 17th, you have, yeah, Ben Askren versus Jake Paul, which will be exciting too. So April's yeah. going to have some good fights. And you have Kamara Usman versus Warren Masvidal. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.